Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. American Variety Network on Block Talk Radio with Alex Cardinal. Live from Springfield, Massachusetts. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the American Variety Network. Today is our 330th episode, which means we are just 20 episodes away from our 350th episode. Welcome to Weekly News Hour here on American Variety Network. I'm your host, Alex Cardinelli. It's been a long time since I hosted a new show, so I am glad to be back and I am glad to share the recent news with all of you. What has been going on around the United States of America this week? How is the weather in the United States of America? Any notable sports news? All of these questions will be answered tonight as I dive into the latest news gossip and share it with all of you. Now, if you know me, you would know I love to stay in the current. Or in other words, I like to be in the know of what is going on. So, I hope you, my listeners, are like that as well. Now, I personally know news can be a bit boring, so I will try my best to deliver the news in a fashion that is not going to put you to sleep. Although, for me, as long as the news anchor has a good voice, I can look past it being boring. Some of this week's news include New Orleans Saints, Football player Will Smith being shot and killed in a car accident. An Ohio police officer being shot and killed. 
new steps being planned to help people with disabilities and student loans, Chicago police to acknowledge racism, and more. Some of those are our top news stories for this week. Plus, don't miss Today in History, the latest politics news, sports news, and entertainment, and more. What you're going to expect from today's show, to be kept in the loop with the latest news, to learn about what happened on this date, April 13th in history, and we're going to start today's show with Today in History, and politics and sports chat, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, Weekly News Hour begins right now. You are tuned into the Weekly News Hour. Alex is going to recap the latest in this week's current news, sports, entertainment, and much more. Plus, he will take a blast from the past, and we will all learn about this day in history. So let's get this news station started. The News Hour is ready for blast off, starting now. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start this week's episode of Weekly News Hour off with Today in History. Today is Wednesday, April 13th, the 104th day of 2016. There are 262 days left in the year. Today's highlight in history. On April 13th, 1970, Apollo 13, 4-5th of the way to the moon was crippled when a tank containing liquid oxygen burst. The astronauts managed to return safely. On this date in history, in 1743, the third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson, was born in Shadwell in the Virginia colony. In 1861, at the start of the Civil War, Fort Sumter in South Carolina fell to Confederate forces. In 1912, the Royal Flying Corps, a predecessor of Britain's Royal Air Force, was created. In 1943, President Franklin D. Roosevelt dedicated the Jefferson Memorial in Washington, D.C. on the 200th anniversary of the third American president's birth. In 1964, Sidney Poitier became the first black performer in a leading role to win an Academy Award for his performance in Lilies of the Field. In 1992, the Great Chicago Flood took place as the city's century-old tunnel system and adjacent basements filled with water from the Chicago River. Ten years ago, in 2006, confessed Al-Qaeda conspirator Zachary Us Musai expressed no remorse for his role in the 9-11 attacks as he took the stand for the second time in his death penalty trial in Alexandria, Virginia. British author Dame Merle Spark died in Florence, Idol, or excuse me, Florence Italy at age 88. I don't know where Idol came from, but Dame Muriel Spark died in Florence, Italy at age 88. Five years ago in 2011, a federal jury in San Francisco convicted Barry Bonds of a single charge of obstruction of justice, but failed to reach a verdict on the three counts at the heart of allegations that he knowingly used steroids and human growth hormones and lied to a grand jury about it. Bond's conviction for obstruction was ultimately overturned. Also in 2011 on this date, the NBA fined Kobe Bryant $100,000 for using a derogatory gay term in frustration over a referee's call. One year ago, last year, 
Republican Senator Marchio Rubio entered the 2016 presidential race with a rally in Miami. A federal judge in Washington sentenced former Blackwater security guard Nicholas Slanton to life in prison and three others to 30-year terms for their roles in a 2007 shooting in Baghdad's Nishar Square that killed 14 Iraqi civilians and wounded 17 others. A judge in Phoenix, Arizona sentenced Jody Aris to life in prison for killing her ex-boyfriend Travis Alexander. Today's birthdays. Movie director Stanley Donan is 92. Former Senator Ben Nighthorse Campbell is 83. Actor Lyle Wagner is 81. Actor Edward Fox is 79. Actor Paul Sarvino is 77. Rock musician Joey Malzola is 55. Chess Grandmaster Gary Kasparov is 53. Actress Paige Hanna is 52. Actress comedian Caroline Ray is 52. Rock musician Lisa Umbarger is 51. Rock musician Mark Ford is 50. Now, I, Alice Cardinelli, would like to wish any of my listeners celebrating a birthday on April 13th a very happy birthday today. Now, one of my biggest fans is celebrating a birthday today. He was on my show three years ago when I was the Chef Cardinelli cooking show. He is a Master Chef Junior contestant. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to wish... Nation Blowies, a happy birthday. So, happy birthday, Nation Blowies. And here is the thought for today. In the landscape of extinction, precision is next to godliness. That was said by Samuel Beckett, an Irish poet and playwright. He was born this date. In 1906, and he died 1989. That is April 13th in history. Today's date in history. Alright, let's get into the news, shall we? So here we go. Will Smith, ex-New Orleans Saints player, is fatally shot in New Orleans. Will Smith, a former defensive end for the New Orleans Saints, who played on their Super Bowl championship team in 2009 to 2010, was shot and killed in New Orleans late Saturday, the authorities said. Jeffrey Rose, the Orleans Parish Coroner, confirmed in a statement overnight that Smith had died of multiple gunshot wounds after an exchange of words with another driver. The New Orleans Police Department said early Sunday that a suspect in the shooting, Cardell Hayes, 28 years old, had been arrested and charged with second-degree murder. At a news conference on Sunday, Michael Harrison, the police superintendent, said the shooting was an isolated episode, but added it is certainly tragic at every level and on all sides. One life is over, and another life is ruined. The shooting occurred after a vehicle collision at about 11.30 p.m. Smith was traveling in a Mercedes Sport Utility vehicle in the Lower Garden District, an affluent neighborhood, when he was rear-ended by an orange Hummer H2, the police said. The collision was powerful enough to send Smith's vehicle car crashing into a third vehicle, a Chevrolet Impala whose occupants were part of Smith's group, the police said. Smith and the driver of the Hummer exchanged words, and Hayes pulled out a gun and shot Smith multiple times, the authorities said. Smith's wife, Raquel, 33 years old, was shot twice in the right leg and was transported to a hospital. Smith was pronounced dead at the scene. He was 34 years old. The police said that Hayes 
was taken into custody at the scene and that the weapon used in the shooting had been recovered. A passenger inside Hayes' vehicle was questioned and released, the police said. Janice Buer, who was staying at a nearby bed and breakfast, said she heard the vehicle crash, followed by what she thought was about five gunshots. Then she said she heard Raquel Smith scream, Oh God, please somebody help me, help me. Bear, 53 years old, who was on vacation from Pensacola, Florida, says she hurried down to the street and found Raquel Smith sprawled on the pavement hysterically. Baylor says she put her arm under Smith's head, fed her ice chips, and prayed. Will Smith was slumped over the steering wheel, unmoving, Bayer said. A statement from Smith's family members expressed thanks for the support they had received and asked for privacy as they mourned a devoted husband, father, and friend. Players and coaches who crossed paths with Smith during his college and professional football career expressed grief as well as anger on social media. Very sad to hear and report this story. Rest in peace, Will Smith, the football player. Our next story is another story about a shooting. An Ohio police officer wounded in weekend shooting dies. An Ohio police officer died two days after he was critically wounded when a man opened fire on a SWAT team trying to arrest him for allegedly setting his estranged wife's house ablaze, officials said. Columbus police said Officer Stephen M. Smith died late Tuesday afternoon, surrounded by his family. He was 54 years old. Lincoln Rutledge of Columbus shot Smith and held police at bay for several hours on Sunday after officers tried to arrest him for the fire, which was set the day before, police said. Ohio Fraternal Order of Police President Jay McDonald released a statement following Smith's death saying Smith was no stranger to the dangers of police work. McDonald said Smith had been shot in the line of duty before in 2013. While others might have turned away, he heroically returned to duty to McDonald. We joined his family and friends in celebrating his life and service while mourning his senseless death. A Franklin County Municipal Court judge earlier Tuesday ordered the 44-year-old Rutledge held without bond on charges of felonious assault and aggravated arson. The judge cited concerns about a risk to public safety if Rutledge was released. A public defender assigned to Rutledge declined to discuss the charges against him. Rutledge, former employer, Ohio State University, and others have commented on Rutledge's erotic behavior in recent months. A statement from the university says Rutledge resigned April 3, 2016 as an information technology security engineer there while on leave that he had requested February 1st. His IT and building access were revoked on March 23, 2016 when he began to behave erratically while on leave, the statement said. Ohio State said it arranged for wellness checks on Rutledge and encouraged him to contact its employee assistance program. WCMH-TV reported that university police documents dated March 22nd and March 23rd said a co-worker told police he saw weapons including a gun and ammunition when he went to check on Rutledge and that Rutledge began to swing a hammer at him. Rutledge's estranged wife had told police that since mid-March, Rutledge had threatened her with gun violence and had been sought for a court-ordered mental health evaluation, but no one could find him, the Columbus Dispatch reported. 
Smith was a 27-year-old veteran of the Columbus Police Force. He leaves behind his wife of 32 years and two adult children. He is the 54th Columbus police officer killed in the line of duty. A preliminary hearing for Rutledge has been set for April 21st. Rest in peace, Officer Smith. Now here's what I'm wondering. What the hell is it with people shooting other people this week? Have people gone mad? Do they feel tougher with a gun? I am so sick and tired of hearing about shootings. Before, I would have told you guys, guns are good for protection, but now I'm starting to double-think the whole gun situation. Far too many people are ruining the right to have guns now. I just can't take seeing shootings in the news anymore, and I would not be surprised if in the future it is illegal to own a gun. Oh my effing God, are you kidding me? Another shooting. I have another shooting that I'm going to report to you guys. Jesus Lord, help me before I have a nervous breakdown. Man, can you cowards with a gun just kill yourself? Teen shot at dismissal from Western Pennsylvania High School. A teenage boy has been wounded in a shooting near a western Pennsylvania high school after the end of the school day. The Stowe Rock School District in the Pittsburgh suburb of McKees Rock says on its website that the shooting happened about 2.15 p.m. Tuesday afternoon. Police say the victim was hospitalized, but the injury was not believed to be life-threatening. School officials say the incident took place at the high school was being dismissed. No students remained in the school. Police are searching for the gunman. Hopefully they will find the gunman. Verizon workers set to go on strike if deal isn't met. The unions, which represent about 36,000 Verizon landline and cable employees, say starting at 6 o'clock Wednesday morning, which was this morning, there will be picket lines from Massachusetts to Virginia unless they can come to an agreement. The Communications Workers of America and the International Brotherhood of Logical Workers say Verizon wants to freeze pensions, make layoffs easier, and rely more on contract workers. Verizon says there are health care issues that need to be addressed for both retirees and workers as medical costs have grown. The latest contract expired last October and both sides say negotiations have been unsuccessful. Verizon Communications Inc. says it has trained thousands of non-union employees to fill in if the strike takes place in nine eastern states and Washington, D.C. The last Verizon strike was in 2011 and lasted for two weeks. New steps to help people with disabilities and student loans. Finally, a good story to share this week. The Obama administration is taking steps to help people with disabilities get their student loan debt forgiven, safeguarding their Social Security payment. The Education Department on Tuesday announced a new process to better identify hundreds of thousands of borrowers who are eligible to apply for an existing federal loan forgiveness program. The program is for people who are permanently disabled and cannot work. Under Secretary of Education, Ted Mitchell says too few borrowers have been taking advantage of the program because they may not know about it or the process of applying was too complicated. Mitchell said one woman who had been suffering with side effects from breast cancer treatment that had left her permanently disabled tried repeatedly to get her debt discharged, a process that took seven years. That's not how government should work, Mitchell said in an interview. 
These are people who are struggling with health issues. We want to take one worry off of their plate. Letters from the department will be sent to about 387,000 people who the agency has identified as eligible. Loans worth about $7.8 billion. Of those, about 1,709 people have students' loans that are currently in default. Actually, that's 1,700 people have student loans that are currently in default. Borrowers whose loans are forgiven then would not be at risk of having their Social Security or disability payment seized. President Barack Obama called for a more streamlined process as part of his Student Aid Bill of Rights last year. Mitchell said the department worked with the Social Security Administration to identify people with federal student loans who were also receiving disability payments and deemed permanently disabled. Beginning April 18th, the department will start sending letters to that group of about 387,000, explaining they are eligible for loan forgiveness. The letter will include an application that they will simply sign in return. Unlike other borrowers, they will not be required to submit documentation of their eligibility. Once the loan is erased, a three-year monitoring period will begin. If the borrower's earning status changes and increases above a certain threshold, he or she may have to start making payments again. Disability rights activists praise the new steps. This matching program is critical to help student loan borrowers get the relief they are entitled to, said Pierce S.U., a, a project director at the National Consumer Law Center. Now, this can actually help me and other people who are on disability that have student loans, because student loans always harass you. They never leave you alone, and this is going to relieve a lot of stress to people who are already um, dealing with other issues such as a debilitating illness. So I'm very, very glad to hear this. On to our next story. Government debt crisis causing Puerto Ricans to move to United States of America. Oh God! Like we need that, but whatever. Puerto Ricans are migrating to the U.S. mainland at a higher rate than ever before. U.S. Census Bureau data shows that from 2010 to 2013, more than 140,000 Puerto Ricans moved into the states. A large part of this migration has to do with Puerto Rico's current economy. Puerto Rico has $70 billion in government debt. Currently, the government is trying to save their economy by figuring out ways to cut date. Cut debt, not date. But as taxes continue to rise, residents are having a harder time finding jobs. Many who know and visit the island often say these measures are not enough. Jose Claudio of Springfield's New North Citizens Council told 22 News that with Puerto Rico being part of the United States for so long, it looks like the state and the government need to step in and do something, and do something for the island or else it's going to go bankrupt. Claudio added that citizens there are very concerned that they are going to see their government collapse. Older citizens that have lived their whole lives there are concerned that there's not enough money to pay for their retirement. Claudio also told us when visiting you can see, uh, you can still notice a large amount of tourists on the island, but that money from tourism has not been enough to make up for the territory's massive amount of debt. Our next news story. Panel urges Chicago police to acknowledge racism. The latest on plans to reorganize the Chicago Police Department following the fatal shootings of a black teenager. 5.40 p.m. A task force established by Chicago Mayor Raheem Emanuel to look into police practices says the department must acknowledge its racist past and overhaul its handling of excessive force allegations. 
The Task Force on Police Accountability recommends abolishing the Independent Police Review Authority, which investigates officer misconduct. The panel was created in the wake of protest over a white officer's fatal shooting of 17-year-old Laquan McDonald. A video of the 2014 shooting released last year contradicted police accounts that he was threatening officers before he was shot. A draft of the task force executive summary attained by the Chicago Tribune criticizes the police department and its oversight agency for being broken. It calls for a better system to identify problem officers and a new deputy chief of diversity. 2.35 p.m. A Chicago City Council panel has voted to temporarily change the selection process for police superintendent so Mayor Raheem Emanuel can avoid the usual procedures and appoint a longtime member of the department as its next leader. Last month, Emanuel rejected the police board's candidates and chose Eddie Johnson for the job. Emmanuel appointed the black Chicago native as interim chief after firing Gary McCarthy amid fallout from the release of a 2014 video showing a white officer fatally shooting a black teenager. Johnson is a popular choice with the council's black caucus, which had urged Emmanuel to pick an African-American. After temporarily changing the code, the Committee on Public Safety is considering a recommendation to appoint Johnson. The full council is expected to vote today, Wednesday. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our intermission. I've been telling you 25 minutes worth of news, and I know sometimes it can be quite boring. So right now we're going to hear some... Songs. I'm going to play two wonderful music followed by our commercials and our show reminders. Coming up next here on Weekly News Hour, more news, more politic news, weather, sports news, and entertainment news. So ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere because there's more news coming up next here on Weekly News Hour right after our commercial with some awesome music. I'm going to rest my voice, grab a soda, and I want you to do the same. Don't go anywhere, folks. Mama had high ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. I go by the name of Blue Spirit. And I'm reporting live from 362 West Snow Street. Let's get it. Mama never let me know about baby mama drama Before I had sex I knew I shouldn't use the condom Now I'm going through some problems only God can fix I let her down the right path, she went the opposite Or did I go the wrong way? She's screaming every day because I'm making no pay What the hell I'm gonna say when I'm living off my baby mama? On top of that I crashed her new Elantra So should I single out the parliament and leave her a single woman To raise a child alone, I thought about it and I couldn't I gotta raise my daughter but she telling me I shouldn't Then her brother tried to shoot me, thank the Lord I dodged the bullet All the fussing and fighting will not take the pain away I'm sorry for what I did, what more can I say I've been wishing on a star, praying that I fade away Cause she hates me, cause she hates me all the fussing and fighting will not take the pain away I'm sorry for what I did, what more can I say? I've been wishing on a star, praying that I fade away Cause she hates me, cause she hates me I was using her for money, then I had to pay the price I never knew what's in the darkness must come to the light I was only thinking about sex, not making life Then we made a beautiful girl, this time I stayed at night And I was trying to make it right before you left I was trying to heal the wound that beat inside your chest Knowing that a nigga love you when I'm with you to the death Now I'm chasing after love and I'm running out of breath One more step till we cross paths They say the good guys don't last I just want to make my daughter smile, we both laugh I just want to make my daughter proud of her dad But every time I come around, the feeling is so tag It's so sad that you feel that I'm the enemy To turn our bad times to some beautiful memories I don't want to drain you, baby, here is my energy Before I slip my wrist, I'm hoping that you remember me All the Fussing and fighting will not take the pain away I'm sorry for what I did, what more can I say? I've been wishing on a star, praying that I fade away Cause she hates me, cause she hates me 
all the fussing and fighting will not take the pain away. I'm sorry for what I did, what more can I say? I've been wishing on a star, praying that I fade away, cause she hates me. Cause she hates me. Nigga, you in your studio equipment, get the fuck out my house, you bum broke ass nigga. I'm tired of you sitting around, not doing shit. Rats don't pay no bills, not put food on the table, and you not trying to give me no money to fix my car. Nigga, you tripping. All you got to do is one pack of pampers and call yourself a man. Then you got the nerve to disrespect my mom. Nigga, you lucky my brothers don't kill you. I swear to God I hate you. Don't call me, don't text me, don't lay out with that bum bitch you been fucking with.
Carob Sea is the proud sponsor of the American Variety Network. Carob Sea provides tropical fish keepers with quality products such as live sand for saltwater aquariums, which will help cycle your aquarium. Life Rock, the best and safest alternative to live rock without the unwanted pests. The best line of aquarium chemicals for both fresh and salt water. Next time you need quality products for your tank, give Carob Sea a try. Check us out at CarobSea.com. Hi, I'm Jeremy Stillhorn of Blossom City Radio, inviting you to listen at 8 p.m. Eastern and 7 Central to the American Variety Network. Blossom City Radio is a talk show that highlights the amazing people, places, and things in the southern Illinois, St. Louis area. Tune in to hear my fun guests such as musicians, artists, politicians, and hobby clubs. Thank you for listening. See you Tuesday. Massachusetts Resonance, Friday, April 15th, 2016, at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's our third episode of The Mass Effect, live on American Variety Network. Our special guest this Friday is Stolen, Massachusetts, and Agawa, Massachusetts, firefighter Ken Sagendorf. Ken is going to talk to us about being a firefighter. Plus, for the very first time ever, a local business owner is going to come on the show to promote his business. Mr. Anthony Serafino is going to promote the Boulevard Grill in Springfield, Mass. Plus, all of the local Massachusetts news, weather, and sports. And I'll feature Peacock Chinese Restaurant and the Florentina Italian Pastry Shop. So Mass residents, come join the Mass Effect live this Friday, April 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Are you ready for another live on location broadcast? Listeners, well, I am. Get ready on Friday, May 6, 2016 at 8 p.m. Eastern, American Variety Network, and I, Alex Cardinelli, will be broadcasting live from the Boulevard Grill at 664 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. American Variety Network is proud to broadcast from the very first restaurant in Springfield, Mass. Here is what you can expect on this live on-location broadcast. An interview with the head chef and owner, plus a discussion on the menu and preview of the menu. We'll hear from some customers and more. So tune in to the very first restaurant live on location broadcast at the Boulevard Bar and Grill, Friday, May 6, 2016, at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on American Variety Network. Listener. May 14th. May 14th. Something big is coming to American Variety Network on May 14th. And it's the 350th episode. That's right. On May 14th, 2016, American Variety Network proudly celebrates its 350th episode. Join me, Alex Cardinelli, and my co-host, Jeremy Stellhorn, as we celebrate 350 amazing episodes. There will be four special guests, including Aquatic Treasures owner Damien. Plus, there will be a fun discussion, some funny phone calls, and more, including a performance from Ryan Serene. So join us for the historic 350th episode, live Saturday, May 14th. 2016 at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on American Variety Network.
Welcome back to the American Variety Network on Blog Talk Radio, the one and only podcast for hardworking Americans that has a show for everyone. Now let's get back to the show. Here is your host, Alex Cardinali in the Springfield, Massachusetts studio. You are tuned into the Weekly News Hour. Alex is going to recap the latest in this week's current news, sports, entertainment, and much more. Plus, he will take a blast from the past, and we will all learn about this day in history. So let's get this news station started. The News Hour is ready for blast off, starting now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Weekly News Hour here on American Variety Network, where I am providing you with the latest news this week. So let's get back to our wonderful news. Former WWE ECW star Balls Mahoney passes away. Chris Candid's brother, Johnny, has sent word that Balls Mahoney has passed away. We don't have any more details at the moment, but if we do get more details, I will let you know. I send my deepest condolences to Mahoney's friends, family, and fans. Now, my next story is one you would think you would see in a movie. Thief take $280,000 from a Brooklyn bank after carving hole in roof. In a scene more often seen in a Hollywood movie rather than in Borough Park, Brooklyn's sedate shopping district, employees arrive for work at a bank on a Monday morning to find a tunnel through the ceiling straight into the vault with hundreds of thousands of dollars missing, the police said. Police say the theft most likely took place this past weekend and was found by employees this Monday morning. The crime was discovered at the bank, a branch of HSBC on 13th Avenue between 44th and 45th Street that morning, but the break-in probably happened sometime over the weekend. The bank is closed on Saturday and Sunday, according to its website. When exactly the theft took place and how many people were involved was not known. Using a preliminary report, the police initially said $280,000 had been stolen, but officials later said that that number would probably change. No arrests have been made. Spectators who had climbed to the roofs of nearby buildings to see the hole on Monday afternoon were disappointed. It was hidden from view behind an air conditioning unit. Police officers walked the roof and through a small yard behind the bank with their notebooks out near where an opening appeared to have been neatly sliced in a chain link fence. Outside the bank's front entrance, crime scene tank cornered off the street and onlookers from the community gathered around discussing the crime. Some expressed displeasure, while others said they were almost impressed with the thief's audacity. You give them credit for Shutspa. Yakis Tapachi, 22 years old, said as he stood beside the yellow tape, while investigators darted in and out of the building. Then again, they stole $280,000. The money is insured, according to the bank. Customers' deposits will not be affected. A spokesman for HSBC, which is based in London and has over 200 branches in the United States, would confirm only that the incident occurred and that the bank was cooperating with the authorities. Now, I personally hate to give the devil his due, but you have to give these uh, these thieves credit. They are wicked smart, they had a good plan, and it worked out for them. Music producer David Jest, ex-husband of Lisa Minnelli, dies at 62. David Guest, a music producer, reality TV star, and former husband of Lisa Minnelli, was found dead Tuesday at a London hotel. He was just 62 years old. Jest's friend, Imad Hundi, confirmed his death, 
remembering Jess as a natural star and a genuine celebrity. David was truly larger than life. He was not just a huge talent and a dear friend, but a showbiz icon, Handai said. The Metropolitan Police Force said officers were called to report some unexplained deaths of a man in his 60s at the Four Seasons Hotel in London's Canary Wharf on Tuesday morning. The force said an autopsy would, would take place in due course to determine the cause of death. Guest and Manelli married in 2002 at a celebrity-studded ceremony with Michael Jackson as best man and Elizabeth Taylor as maid of honor. They separated in 2003, with Jess accusing his wife of beating him. After a lengthy legal battle, they were divorced in 2007. Jess remained a friend of Michael Jackson and produced a 2011 documentary about the King of Pop. Michael Jackson, The Life of an Icon, was produced by David Jest. Jess gained a following in Britain with appearances on reality TV shows, including Celebrity Big Brother. He was due to tour the UK this summer in a musical show called David Jest is Not Dead But Alive with Soul. Rest in peace. David Jest. Alright, let's get to some good news. Let's get to some sports. Cincinnati Reds, Billy Hamilton is fast, even on home runs. Cincinnati Reds center fielder, Billy Hamilton, doesn't hit many home runs. But when he does, the Red speedster doesn't waste any time admiring them. Hamilton went deep Monday night against the Cubs' John Lester and trotted around the bases in 16.2 seconds, according to MLB StatCast. It's the fastest time since MLB started using the tracking system. The fastest home run trot last year, Hamilton, of course, in 16.5 seconds. The long ball was just the 11th of Hamilton's career, over 100 and a... Uh, 1,107 plate appearances over two-plus seasons. During that same span, Hamilton has 127 stolen bases. So it's pretty cool that uh, Josh Hamilton is the fastest home run runner. Pretty cool. Billy Hamilton, rather. Not Josh Hamilton. Billy Hamilton. A Tigers fan catches five foul balls and gives them to kids, which is pretty cool. J.J. Hardy hits two home runs as the Orioles beat the Red Sox, and the Yankees defeat the Blue Jays 3-2. Yes, the Yankees win. And as you guys know, I am a Yankees fan. Alright, so that's this week's sports news. Now, we're going to get into our entertainment news for the week. Now, a few weeks ago, I told you guys that 22 Jump Street and Men in Black was going to do a crossover movie. Well, it really is going to happen. The Jump Street Men in Black crossover is really happening, and it has a title. Sony Pictures has confirmed the next movie in the 21-22 Jump Street franchise will be a crossover with the movie series Men in Black, and it's been tentatively titled MIB-23. The studio confirmed the mashup movie was in development while presenting its upcoming Slate Cinema, uh, CinemaCon, the movie industry's convention for cinema owners happening right now in Las Vegas. Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill will return as undercover cops, Schmidt and Janko, but it's thought that Men in Black stars Will Smith or Tommy Lee Jones will not be involved. There is relatively little information about the film at the moment, but according to Variety, Muppets Most Wanted and Alice Through the Looking Glass director, James Bobman, will replace 21 and 22 Jump Street directors Phil Lord and Christopher Miller behind the camera for the film which is scheduled to shoot this summer. Lord and Miller are currently tied up prepping the Han Solo Star Wars anthology film. MIB 23 has, has no release date yet. Netflix reportedly rolls out support for HDR streaming. 
Earlier this year, Netflix said its near-future plans focused on HDR streaming and creating more original content. And now, according to multiple reports, Netflix has quietly rolled out support for high dynamic range video. Although it hasn't made an official announcement, an executive at the company confirmed the feature earlier today. We are indeed live with HDR. It works with, it works with compatible TVs, both in HDR10 and Dolby Vision. Jan Lafargi, Netflix manager of corporate communications, said the flat panels HD. Meanwhile, a different spokesperson for the streaming service told Inside CI that HDR programming will be delivered to compatible televisions anywhere Netflix is available. Right now, Marco Polo is the only show streaming in HDR, but Netflix did tell and again, recently, that Daredevil would take advantage of the technology as well. Either way, we're trying to confirm the news on our end, and we'll update this story as soon as we hear back from Netflix. That is this week's entertainment news. Now on to our politics news. Donald Trump says, rules are stacked against me. Donald Trump said Tuesday night that the political system is stacked against me and accused the Republican Party of conspiring to stop him from clinching the party's nomination. At a special CNN town hall in New York City ahead of next Tuesday's crucial New York primary, Trump said, I know the rules very well, but I know it's stacked against me by the establishment. His comments elicited a tough response from Republican National Committee Chairman Rince Prebus, who tweeted, nomination process known for a year plus beyond. It's the responsibility of the campaigns to understand it. Complaints now give us all a break. The feud between Trump and rival Ted Cruz engulfed the RNC Tuesday night after the GLP presidential frontrunner at CNN's town hall blasted unfair results in Colorado. He was swept there in a delegate hunt by Cruz at a party convention this weekend. A similar outcome emerged from Louisiana, where he won the primary, but Cruz is seeking to sway delegates. Those developments, Trump said, were the result of establishment Republicans working against his campaign. They changed the rules a number of months ago, Trump told CNN's Anderson Cooper. You know why they changed the rules? Because they saw how I was doing, and they didn't like it. Trump saying the Republican Party is 100% controlled by the Republican National Committee said he believes the RNC is rooting against him. And that is this week's political news. So now we're going to take a look at weather around the country. So let me go to the weatherchannel.com and uh, discuss some of the weather around the country. National forecast. Okay, hold, give me a second here. Okay, so here we go. It is 57 degrees in New York right now. 57 degrees in Washington, D.C. right now. 62 degrees in Atlanta. 84 in Orlando, Florida. 83 in Miami, Florida. 72 in New Orleans. 71 in San Antonio, Texas. 61 in Dallas. 64 in St. Louis. 50 in Chicago, 68 in Minneapolis, 76 in Omaha, 70 in Albuquerque, 71 in Denver, 61 in Billings, 60 degrees in Boise, 53 in Seattle, 62 degrees in San Francisco, and 70 degrees in Los Angeles. And tomorrow's weather, it looks to be sunny in New York, sunny in Washington, D.C., sunny in Miami, thunderstorms in Orlando, thunderstorms in New Orleans, rainy in Atlanta, sunny in San Antonio, sunny in Dallas, sunny in St. Louis, sunny in Omaha, uh, cloudy in Minneapolis, cloudy in Chicago, cloudy with a chance of rain in Albuquerque, cloudy in Denver, cloudy in Billings, and sunny in Los Angeles and cloudy in San Francisco. That is the weather around the nation, around the United States 
of America. I wish I could give you guys a seven-day forecast, but I'm personally not a meteorologist. So, the last news I have for you is a little bit of American Variety Network news. And I gave out most of these news on Sunday, so I'm not going to repeat myself too often. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to announce that on Friday, May 6th, I'm going to be hosting my very first live on-location broadcast in quite some time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be broadcasting live from the grill at the boulevard here in Springfield, Massachusetts, and that's going to be a very fun show. Also, I'm going to have my 350th episode on May 14th. That's going to be a blast. Now, the very big announcement that I want to share with you is that the American Variety Network is going to have an app that you can download on your smartphone. The app is going to be compatible with iPhones and Androids and can be downloaded through Apple or the Google Play Store. The app is going to debut sometime this month, probably sometime this week, hopefully, and it will feature all of my podcasts, all of my YouTube videos, and my post on the American Variety Network on Facebook, my fan page. Ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you to download my app, Please do so, so you can listen to my podcast on the go, when you're in your car ride to go to work, or when you're on vacation this summer. It's a really convenient tool for all of you. Alright, so hopefully next Wednesday this app will be up and running. And I'd like to remind you once again to check out my fan page, American Variety Network Fan Group, and click join to chat with our fans and like our page on Facebook, American Variety Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an episode of Weekly News Hour here on American Variety Network. We have reached the end of the show. I want to thank you so much for tuning in and being a great listener. I appreciate your listen. Please feel free to share today's show with your friends if you enjoy it. Next Wednesday, we're going to have another episode of Weekly News Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you on Friday for the Mass Effect. Good night. Bang, bang! Have a nice day. Massachusetts residents, Friday, April 15th, 2016, at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's our third episode of The Mass Effect, live on American Variety Network. Our special guest this Friday is Dolan, Massachusetts, and Agawa, Massachusetts, firefighter Ken Sagendorf. Ken is going to talk to us about being a firefighter. Plus, for the very first time ever, a local business owner is going to come on the show to promote his business. Mr. Anthony Serafino is going to promote the Boulevard Grill in Springfield, Mass. Plus, all of the local Massachusetts news, weather, and sports. And I'll feature Peacock Chinese Restaurant and the Florentina Italian Pastry Shop. So Mass residents, come join the Mass Effect live this Friday, April 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Listeners, well, I am. Get ready. On Friday, May 6, 2016, at 8 p.m. Eastern, American Variety Network and I, Alex Cardinelli, will be broadcasting live from the Boulevard Grill at 654 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. American Variety Network is proud to broadcast from the very first restaurant in Springfield, Mass. Here is what you can expect on this live on-location broadcast. 
an interview with the head chef and owner, plus a discussion on the menu and preview of the menu. We'll hear from some customers and more. So tune in to the very first restaurant live on location broadcast at the Boulevard Bar and Grill, Friday, May 6, 2016, at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on American Variety Network. Listener. May 14th. May 14th. Something big is coming to American Variety Network on May 14th. And it's the 350th episode. That's right. On May 14th, 2015, American Variety Network proudly celebrates its 350th episode. Join me, Alex Cardinelli, and my co-host, Jeremy Stellhorn, as we celebrate 350 amazing episodes. There will be four special guests, including Aquatic Treasures owner Damien. Plus, there will be a fun discussion, some funny phone calls, and more, including a performance from Ryan Serene. So join us for the historic 350th episode, live Saturday, May 14th. 2016 at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on American Variety Network. Thank you for listening to this episode of American Variety Network. Alex Cardinale, Jeremy Stelhern, and Donovan Barger would like to say your listeners really appreciate it and we hope you enjoyed the show. Head on over to Facebook and hit like on our fan page American Variety Network. Join our group page called American Variety Network Fan Group to post your thoughts on the show or to chat with other members. Have a good night and thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.